Hunger Games 2020. Como está, amigo? Me. Taco, burrito. Muy, muy bueno. Hold on, I'm going to let you finish. Muy bueno. I want to talk. I want to talk because this is how they talk over each other at the Democrat National Convention. Damn, man. What a Guatemala. I, we to, got, I got something to say. As the only black man here on Cross Politics, I want to speak. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the Democratic debates. We also got Virgil and Daryl coming on. Virgil Walker just and Daryl. I'm not going to say his middle name. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Bernard? Ooh. He did it, Daryl. It wasn't me. Hey, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, I want to just... Yo, Kiaro, let, Taco Bell. Yep. I just want to let you guys know all new club members that are signing up beginning July 1st, that's this Monday, Oh, the first 250 will get a special edition Fight, Laugh, Feast Network mm. pint. Mm. You know you want one. You know you want one. Oh, and so, so this... Uh, this applies. Mm. So this applies to it new people signing up and people who upgrade their current club membership. Okay. And here's why we're doing this is because for one, Christians uh, we're getting deplatformed. I mean, uh, uh, YouTube, YouTube just uh, demonetized Louder with Crowder. Google is calling Ben Shapiro Nazi. What's wrong Nazi. with that? Uh, What's uh, wrong with Dennis that? Dennis Prager. They they labeled Dennis Prager Nazi. Two Jews. <laughs> they called Nazis. It's crazy. But for us to what be a, free from these platforms, right. we really need club members. And so we're trying to kind of get over some hills. And this is the thing, too. Recognize, so you get we get questions all the time about the network. Right. The, the podcast stream no, no, and no. the network, we all the shows. Complaints. I'm just, I'm trying to put it nice. Okay, we get questions. We get questions about it. And <laughs> here's the saying? thing. We, we are not a podcast. We're, right. we're not just a podcast. Okay. What we're actually trying to build is a platform. That's right. We're, we're, we're trying to build a new Christian media. Right. Um, because we fully expect to be kicked off the airwaves. That's right. In, you know, in the next two weeks we're or something. We're already disobeying yeah. iTunes community standards for podcasting. And can I, don't say that out loud. Gabe, thanks. Don't help. <laughs> I just told him. Stop <laughs> helping. <laughs> Sorry. Stop My bad. You know, My bad. Also, you know, it's, it's kind of like Naaman. Is it Naaman who went and dipped in the uh, Jordan seven times? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, like, uh, the, the man of God, Elisha, said, hey, go dip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go dip in the water. He was was disappointed. He's like, man, I'm not going to go do that. I thought I was going to get a stand on my head and put some frou-frous dust on my head and light a candle. I I know it can seem tough that your podcast feed might be a little cluttered. We've worked on some naming to work through that. But if we told you that something amazing and great is going to come out, is it not worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it not worth it? Can we we deal with our thumbs having to hurt just a little bit so that we can grow something bigger? You know, but you get cable television. There's so many channels Uh, on there. uh, It's so hard. And you have to like go up and down, up, and and you have to find different numbers. I know. And you have to read things. You got to have a guide. Oh. Yeah. And and you know what? We are working towards getting a TV guide for the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. <laughs> there go. We hope it's a fat book there you that go. you have to look in the index and find Listen. where's Cross Politic at. Guys, it's on page 785 because they got so yeah. many shows going. That's we got that's cooking shows do. and we got fix it up shows and we got Duck Dynasty shows and we got politics shows and we got ESPN to the glory of God. We know yeah. it's tough right now. We're glad you're a part of the network. And trust me, it's but going to get better. Ride this. Encourage. Ride us this a with us. Help. Ride this with <laughs> us. And sign up now. Become a club member. Get your own Fight yes. Life Feast. Because if you're drinking whatever's in here, you're not complaining about what's on the feed. Oh, oh man. What's up now? What's up now? So, yeah. Hunger Games 2020. It is time to walk away from the politics of the past and towards Ooh. something totally different. People are lining up for food. That's a good thing. I'm a hunger, I'm a kisser, and I'm a little bit of a sniffer. Uh. <laughs> does not hurt business, it grows business. So f***ing proud of you guys. I am Spartacus. Necesitamos incluir cada persona en el éxito de esta economía. Pero si queremos hacer eso, Necesitamos incluir cada persona en nuestra democracia. Uh, cada votar, ca- cada votante necesitamos la representación y cada voz necesitamos escuchar. La, situa- la situación ahora es inaceptable. Es de presidente ha atacado, ha demonizado los inmigrantes. Es inaceptable y voy a cambiar este. Oh, Congresista O'Rourke. ¿Qué haría usted en el primer día, si usted es presidente, sobre esta realidad que está ocurriendo? What would you do, Congressman, day one at the White House? Vamos a tratar 
cada persona con el respeto y dignidad que merecen como humanos. Uh, me llamo Julián Castro y estoy postulando por presidente de los Estados Unidos. <risa> me llamo David. Hola, mi amigo. ¿Qué pasa? Habla español un poquito. But it doesn't stop anybody else. <risa> no, no. Yo necesito... I thought I was watching Univision. Mas for a second. Beer. <laughs> yeah, Mas Bitter. What just happened? Pandering. Pandering. You know, and when you when when Beto broke out in his Spanish and you see Booker. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was my move. <laughs> no, 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 guys, guys, this is this is they're speaking in tongues. Oh yeah. yeah this is the new Pentecost. They're prophesying their God. This is the new Pentecost. They're saying, hey, the spirit is fallen. We will yeah. we will reach out to all the nations. Hey. We we will we will build a, a, a one world community. We have a Babel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In actuality. That's right. In actuality, it's a Babel. That's right. It's a Babel. Can I just tell my Mexican brothers and sisters, my Spanish speaking brothers and sisters, listen, ask black folks how it's been pandering to and caring oh, for the democratic for community i yeah, mean yeah. ask black folks how well they've served us uh before you yeah. go jumping on the democratic bandwagon this, because they speak in they spoke bonics too hey guys this is yeah this is blackface for, ooh, for hispanics oh yeah. that's exactly what it that's, is this is blackface for hispanics that's really good right yeah. and, I, and i bet you in less you know in a decade or so some of these things are going to be brought back up And just like Kami Harris goes after uh, Biden for, you know, busing stuff. Oh, you know, the thing is, is that the the standards are not standards. Yeah. We're making it up as it goes along, right. which means in five minutes, whatever you think is cool and virtuous is going to be immoral and hateful. Right. Right. Because speaking Spanish could become culturally uh, insensitive. Appropriation. It's Appro totally cultural appropriation. It is cultural yeah. appropriation. Exactly what, what are you talking but, about? Well, not, not right now. Yeah, yeah, right. No, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, Biden's understanding yeah. a little bit about this, though. So uh, <laughs> the that was the Spanish uh, stuff happened on the Wednesday first, night, yeah. and then Thursday night things got heated between uh, Kami Harris and Sleepy Biden. It was hurtful. Oh, to oh. hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. <laughs> oh, and it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. That is not true. Number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. I was a public defender. I didn't become a prosecutor. I came out oh. and I left a good law firm to become What a public mean? defender. When in fact, I was fighting for y'all black folks. Left my good white people to help y'all. Because of the, the uh, assassination of Dr. King. Number one. Oh. Now, number two, as the U.S. Drop the King excuse me, as the... Uh, a vice president of the United States. I work with a man who, in oh, fact, we worked man? very hard to see to it. We dealt with, the man with these with a black man in a major, major <laughs> Biden way. Biden got a black the card, too. That <laughs> in terms of busing, the busing, I never, you would have been able to go to school the same exact way because it was a local decision made by your city council. That's fine. That's one of the things Ooh. I argued for, that we should not be, Juke. we should be breaking down these lines. But so the bottom line here is, look, Everything I've done in my career, I ran because of civil rights. I continue to think we have to make fundamental changes in civil rights. And those civil rights, by the way, include not just only African Americans, but the LGBT community. Do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America? Then? No. Do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education. Oh. That's what I opposed. Oh. Well, I there did was not a oppose. failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the second the, class to integrate Berkeley, the, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because oh. your city council made that decision. It was a so local decision. So that's where the federal government must step. You go, girl. Let him finish. Okay. What are you doing? There are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of all people. You know, they're arguing over how to interpret their Bible. Well, 
How, how does theonomy work out at the local no, region versus the federal yeah, but region? But I think what it, it, what what Chuck was was chanting a minute yeah. ago. Slavery? Yeah. Or, or Biden's black card? Uh, no, slavery. Oh, okay. Because Biden got a black card too. Slavery. Vice president Sla- for a black man. <laughs> I said I said under one of y'all's leaders. But that's what we're talking about yeah. here. I got stripes too. <laughs> you ain't the only old black person. On the panel. But that's what that's what they're arguing oh, about. Man. Though is this, it's the exact same argument, which is yeah. oh, is is the the rights of states and federal government why didn't you go over your boundaries and force them to do stuff they didn't want to do but you know here's the here's the i thing mean that, kamala harris has has the stronger stance well, in he, terms of the way that the constitution has been interpreted in modern day okay so here's the overarching theme that's inside of the democratic party believe it or not it's hypocrisy oh uh, so i mean i mean that, i know duh dead on the no. head goes without saying but the, here's what's amazing about this flaming whole hypocrisy she is sitting up here mad at biden because he supported segregationist segregationist right right and worked with them or he worked or, with or them he didn't really support, support them. 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 he worked with them he worked he figured them. out ways to work with them yeah and yet here she is a supporter of planned parenthood yeah planned parenthood's roots are yeah. deeply well and they're racist yeah their roots are racist. Yeah, right. And here she so is, 20 million black babies, you of know? killing yeah. black children, which yeah. was their goal. She's helping them fulfill their original well, goal. We need to turn it back on them and just say, so what's wrong with segregation? Yeah, well, exactly. Says who? Yeah. When? Exactly. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And whose by, job is it to fix it? By what standard? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and I mean, all this stuff, I mean, there's, there is no standard. No, there's no they standard. They are making it up as they go along. It's put your finger in the wind. And like, I think we got, okay, let's go with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in five minutes, it's going to change again. But yeah. that's not what Pete Buttigieg um, argued for. The Republican Party likes to cloak itself in the language of religion. Now, our party doesn't talk about that as much, largely for a very good reason, which was we are committed to the separation of church and state, and we stand for people of any religion and people of no religion. But we should call out hypocrisy when we see it. And for a party that associates itself with Christianity... To say that it is okay to suggest that God would smile on the division of families at the hands of federal agents, that God would condone putting children in cages, has lost all claim to ever use religious language again. Uh, Vice President. I've <laughs> lost all claim. Hypocrisy, uh, r- religion, uh, standard. Oh, my gracious. There's so many places to start. Let's just start at the top. Um, uh Oh. Where's the top? Yeah. There's no top. That, well, yeah. I, as I start <laughs> climbing no that mountain, I start it, realize that it, that wasn't the peak. It's just a big so, <laughs> blob. It's but, a big blob. But here's the deal: I, when he starts talking about why Democrats are don't have God in their policies, he forgot they voted God out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They voted. They voted God out of their platform. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? That wasn't to make it more inclusive. Yeah. I think it was the same convention where they codified abortion in their platform. Yeah, that was the was same it, thing. Was the same? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so starting there, and, and just right. so, but they didn't actually vote him out. They, I mean, they 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 voted the triune God out, the Christian God out, maybe yeah. that God. Yeah. But they got God. They're still they're still yeah they're still yeah. paying homage to a God. Absolutely. And they don't actually believe in the separation of church and state. No. They are becoming. They, they believe in the church of yeah. the state. Yeah. The, the, right. the state that's is right, their Toby. church. Yeah. The church. The state is their religion right what makes us ironic is that we are taking rebuke from a sodomite oh yeah 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 right but yeah no the, you you want to um you want to do a, a disgusting abomination perversion to another man you do yeah. that yeah and you want to accept it from another man and then you you want to stand up there on the platform and say that um locking children in cages is immoral mm. no sir what, you are immoral where did you get that right where did you get that? Yeah. You can't you can't just pick and choose your morality. But that's what he's doing. And he's of course he's accusing Christians of doing the same. Yeah. I, just, I, I think it'd be funny if Trump and Buttigieg uh had a debate over what the Bible should say yeah. about society. <laughs> oh man. I think that'd be pretty I, I, no, pretty I don't hilarious. have enough aspirin in the world uh, to deal with that. No. I, I don't really know how that would be that helpful, but No, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> it but, wouldn't, but it'd be it'd But be that's funny. the thing. Christians don't be cowed by the name calling. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 labels that would be wicked. That would be wrong. He said in my yeah. administration. Yeah. What, were you God? But here's you get to make up what's wrong and right. Where'd you get that from? These Democrats wake up every morning to a a pool of blood at their feet yeah. through abortion. Right. And they sit up here and have all these moral standards of, yeah, of right. everywhere else. They have no idea. No. I mean, Buttigieg is what's wrong with society. Right. He, he is he is a. If you want to talk about global warming and all this other stuff. Our land is cursed because of the acts that he chooses to support. Right. 
and 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 promote. Right. And so, like, dude, you are exactly the problem. You need to repent. Right. That but type this, of lifestyle is not helping America or the world. He's not going to repent until the church repents. That's what. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, so we have we have large denominations like the SBC and the PCA Ugh. who profess to believe in the Bible, mm. having serious discussions and debates over whether or not um, they should clearly state um, that homosexual lust and temptation is a, uh, is, a is a vile affection yeah. or not. I mean, the the PCA yeah. just barely passed something this last week the Nashville Nashville statement. about yeah. the Nashville, which, which the Nashville statement is a very like watered down kind of lukewarm. Yeah. This is what the Bible says. And yeah. it kind of barely passed, yep. you know, 67% voted for it or something yeah. like that. Right. And there was actual discussion over whether or not that was helpful yep. or not. Right. Okay. That's why you have Pete Buttigieg on that stage. Yeah. Right. And that's why, why it's going to be, you know, um, probably not long before you have one of those um, uh, wicked men in the in the presidency. Right. It, I, that's exactly yeah. what hit right. my head when I was right. watching this whole thing. I was sit back and say, how do I step back and look at this whole thing? And I said, OK, this is what's coming. I, I don't see anybody in the conservative side of the Republican Party yet that I feel like after Trump, because he's going to win the next election. Uh, if these guys keep talking on a platform. Oh, sure. I, I mean, like he's, he's going to win. People who are not for Trump, who weren't for Trump the first time, people like me who are just like, there's no way I want We're to not sure. Him to work. Yeah. sure. These people are telling, even if you're not a Christian, what they want to do with your pocketbooks, yeah. I mean, average person can do math. Whatever politicians can't do math. And we're looking at this and this doesn't add up. But let's tell right. them. But, but, yeah. I mean, just to be really clear, every time they say free, yeah. it means they're taking more of your money. That's right. That's yeah. what it, it means every that time. That's free right. means right. higher taxes. And free means not free. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, in the Democratic Party, they're they're progressing and they keep progressing. And I don't know where they're going to, that progression is going to stop. And when, the farther death. you get away from God's word, yeah. the more this progress the slippery slope keeps happening um i couldn't believe what julio said about abortion uh i don't believe only in reproductive uh freedom i believe in reproductive justice and you know what that means is that just because a woman or let's also not forget someone in the trans community a trans female uh is poor doesn't mean they shouldn't have the right to exercise that right to choose okay so follow Justice. this. Follow this closely because it is, well, insane. Choose to do what? It's irrational. I choose to have a coke. Doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> what he's saying is that not only should a poor person be able to be funded, a, a person who is born male, uh-huh. yeah. born as a man uh-huh. with X Y chromosomes. The way that he made him, God. Yeah, God made him with no ovaries. No ovaries. <laughs> that if we get to the point in which you can get a surgery to try to be a woman and have a, a uterus implanted inside of you, mm-hmm. which God didn't give you, mm-hmm. and all the <laughs> chemical stuff to try to make it work, right? That then you should be have the right and the government ought to pay for you to then Cabin abort board. a baby that you somehow got to live inside of you. So wait, wait, wait. you saying that it, if that actually somehow that's what a trans woman is a trans female that he references it's a man trying to be a woman yeah these people are crazy so they want to have a surgery to enable them to uh to conceive a child in their womb that's not theirs that was you know so that they could kill it so they don't have a problem with kidnapping you'd think (laughs) and they don't have a problem with murdering kids you'd think yeah how this is i don't understand that That, he he says justice and again the christian response needs to be what is justice what's wrong with you what people? is justice my... where did you get that from so, where did you get that from looking at this again you don't know what justice is I, I don't know listen guys if you can't tell we're going to be living in a different world in the next 10 years yep. if trump somehow yep. is not elected we'll be living there a lot faster sure yep. but after trump's election after that we got six years to get busy yep six years to get our hands to the plow six years to get married have some kids teach them to love jesus yep. Six kids that pull our kids out of government schools. Six years to get start on, your own schools. Start our own schools. We got six years to really get our That's own right. platforms running. Yep. If that, like, if if yep. that, if like we're yeah, if that, like we're right, trying right. to do. But here's the deal: whatever's coming next is a serious fight. Right. 
Yeah. A serious yeah, fight. You, you don't right. really back down from any of this. And it's, we, it, you yeah. don't, you don't that's, put this back in the can. Like, that, you that's right. This, you that's don't put right. this toothpaste back in the toothpaste. No, no, no. You, know, you can't it, undo it. It doesn't. Yeah. You, you can't be like, oh, that was kind of extreme. No, yeah. it's only more extreme from here. This is not. We need to be mocking it. We need to be pointing out their inconsistencies. All that's true, but we need to be busy getting to work to make sure that we have a place. To fight from, place yeah. to launch missiles from, right. a place to support other people. If you if you're not thinking about getting to social, that's great. Get a good job. Get educated. Start a find, business. Get inside of technology. Get rich. Infiltrate yeah. the other camps. Actually, you know, I, you know I'm just going to take a little, little little note out of Biden's playbook. Oh, and be like, hey, why don't you run for city council? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. There you go. I, you know, there I you mean, go. Biden's full of all Get kinds local. of inconsistencies and craziness. But how about you be like the uh, the city council down in Texas that uh, you know said, "Hey, no abortions here." Sanctuary in this. city. Um, yeah. How about how about you get involved in your local politics, build relationships with your city councils, with your right. mayor, uh, with your um, county commissioners, yeah. deregulate that business. I'm gonna steal a note from your book. Get the state out of it. Um, let them step back so people can be free and build families and businesses. I'm gonna mix. I'm gonna mix you and and TD Jakes together. You ready for this? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm about to do that. I don't know. You said Help. if we want to be engaged in battle, what we need to do now is start practicing saying no. Talking yeah. about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. or like I say, a, la- a bad Negro. Yeah. Uh, um, we need to be practicing Stop. saying no, denying the king's meat now, yeah. and and so when it comes time to really fight, we can say. We've been practicing. This is not that yeah. hard for us. Yeah. Right. Get and off the king's cookie. That's right. And here right. goes the Jake's part to this, okay? Uh-oh. Which is when you're in the desert and before you go before Pharaoh, you got to know how to handle that staff. You got to be throwing it down. You got to be picking it back up again. Yeah. You got to be throwing it down. And so when it right. comes time to get in front of Pharaoh, you've been doing this. Yeah. You already trust the Lord. You know how God's going to react to the situation. Right. You're not fearful. Right. You're bold. Yeah. And when you go before right. Pharaoh, you know your, your, your stick is going to work. And, well, and, and this is how it works. It works by, again... Taking care of your own. That's right. And yeah. I think that's what you're talking that, about. And that's where I'm going. It's, get get yep. off the, the king's cookie means stop sending your kids to the government schools. That's right. And wherever yeah. you can say no to their money, yep. wherever you can say no to their provisions, say no. And, right. and, and, Amen. And I'm, I got, yep. I'm on the wrap up. I got to say this. Man, if you're married, you need to praise your wife. Amen. You need yep. to go to the gates and scream her name. Yeah, yeah, she's. You need to lift her up. You need to let her know she's the most important thing in this world to you. Yeah. You need to make sure that she understands that the cookies that are out in the world don't look appealing to her. And you need yeah. to protect her from those serpents that are trying to tell her, you need a seat at the table. Right. You need to make sure that your voice is heard. You're like, baby, I hear you and I praise you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got you. Don't be listening yeah. to them voice. And when you see that serpent, you crush that snake. Yeah. yeah. You let them talk to your women. Well, and I, I want to end with this part of part of what we've done. We've kind of worked ourselves in a corner. We've kind of yeah. bought into this slavery, and it's really hard to get yeah. someone who's in slavery to think like a free man. Yeah, that's, right. that's what that's, we're tra- that's, oh, that's what we're trying to do. You know and and when saying? Israel went out of Egypt, yeah. they were still thinking like slaves. That's right. right. Oh, we got to find our own food. What? It used to come every day, and it was oh. good. It was leeks and onions and all this good stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, free health care yeah. and free education, and they just. Sent the books right to me. Yeah. So we got to hey, start thinking like a free man. You got to think yeah. like this, free people yep. in Jesus. Amen. Jesus sets you free, yep. and He sets you free to take responsibility, which means you got to take care of your wife, right. take care of your children, yep. and you got to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You got to start businesses, you got to start schools and churches, yep. and you got to live like the free people that Jesus sets us free to be. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> Dale Bernard Harrison and Virgil Walker yeah. from Just Thinking Podcast. We're coming up with them next across politics. <laughs> you guys are going to be minorities. The next two seconds. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ centered curriculum, local, like minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical, Christian, get connected, get community. If you're single, get married. No, I'm just kidding. Man, I'm I'm loving this fight, laugh, beast mug. Hey, oh yeah, me too. You know? Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Beast Network. Which, if you become a member, you can get one of these mugs. 
The first 250. Not everybody. Oh, okay. Oh. We got 250. So, there's a rush. Hey, yeah. With us on the line right now, we got two brothers, Virgil Walker and Daryl Harrison. Mm. They are the hosts of Just Thinking. Just Thinking? Is that what it's called? Just Thinking! (laughs) Just Thinking! (laughs) Y'all told me about to go and preach at a black church now. Y'all done, we done messed him up. I would have read you a bio of Virgil, but he is, what do we call him? Incognito. Yeah. Okay. Just let me, let's gonna let, let, Toby was uncomfortable saying that. I was going to let you pull that one. Virgil is color flawed. And we also got Daryl Harrison. He's the dean of social media at Grace to You. Actually, he has a bio, so I'm going to just kind of work my way through some of this. Man, I want, I want that job. He's a veteran of the United States Army, where Salute, he served sir. six years as a member of the U- U.S. Army Intelligence Security Command. Wow. Uh, he's also a fellow of Black Theology and Leadership Institute from Princeton. He's a graduate out of Princeton Theological Seminary. Theology which, has color? Which means, well, it doesn't. But you, it means, <laughs> it, though, that you've got to be careful because he's from it Princeton. Does Princeton. Uh, <laughs> it does at Princeton. <laughs> it does at Princeton. And uh, he's an ex- expository Bible teacher with a passion for helping Christians understand what they believe and why they believe it. We're so grateful to have you on the show. Thanks, Daryl and Virgil. Did you say anything about Virgil? Virgil, we finally made it, bro. <laughs> we made it, man. We made it. I was saying we just thinking. Did you say the podcast? You were playing the organ. Oh, yeah. Just thinking. Podcast? It's a podcast. Yeah, All right. Okay. I thought everybody knew that just thinking yeah, everybody is a podcast. That's true. Everybody does As know a, who they are. Everybody knows who Virgil and Daryl are. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's a it's a blessing to be on with you guys, man. We're honored to be here. Yeah, what's up, fellas? We're really honored to be here. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. Well, we made things really, really complicated because people get us mixed up. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> right, really? right, right. I've, I've actually seen comments where people say, "I really loved your show." Where you guys, and it was a quote from like something that I said, and they're attributed to Virgil and Daryl. Oh, really? And I was like. <laughs> That works. Well, <laughs> it's kind of like how people are always confusing me and Gabe. Right, yeah. Because we true. all look the same. Yeah. Right, yeah. I try and tell you. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. right. Not, that, <laughs> no, not, yeah. not, that's, not, that's been happening for years, man. I would get stuff on my feed. I'm like, man, I'm saying some really cool stuff out there, man. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> like, woo, Lord yeah. is moving right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the fact that we both use the Hammond B3. That's what's throwing us. That's uh, okay. Let's get more of that out there. Oh, man. So, man, we got so much we want to talk to you guys about. Um, We're going to go two segments here. I I don't know. We'll we'll have to to. see how this goes. But um, you know that our lane is we are trying to bring the Lordship of Jesus Christ to all of life, particularly politics, helping the church, helping Christians think about politics biblically from a biblical worldview. So we want to just kick it off by asking you each and i'm going to start with you daryl and then i'll go to you virgil why has the church not done a good job in discipling people about how to think and act biblically in politics why have we not done a good job daryl first you yeah i don't think most churches teach stop uh, theology to be honest with you i don't think most most churches are theologically grounded I, you know i've always had a concern about uh the church especially in america being heavy on the homiletics mm. but really light on the hermeneutic, mm. and uh, and, and I, I just from where I sit, Virgil may disagree on this, but I think we have a dire need for churches to become more theological, both in the pulpit and then out of the pulpit, challenging their congregations to become better theologians. Uh, because to be honest with you, I think there's a there's a, there's a, a, a dearth within the evangelical church. You know, there are plenty of us who know what the Bible says, but they're few and far between. Uh, of us who know what the Bible means by what it says. Uh, so I would answer that question that way. What do you think, Bert? I, I, man, I, I don't disagree with what you're, what you're, what you're sharing there. I, I, would, I would add from a standpoint of motivation that I, I think one of it is our, how we're informed theologically. But two, I think our eschatological view has a lot to do mm. with the manner in which we approach discipleship. Mm-hmm. Right, you've, you've got for the most part the, the vast majority of us in the generation have grown up kind of you know premillennial dispensationalist, and when you have that kind of a thought process that I'll fly away and I'm out of here, uh, you you neglect the thought process to really train and equip people for what's happening in the here and now. Yeah. And and again, I, I don't want to label that on everybody, but I I just would, I just would like to say that 
oftentimes when you have when, when when you've not really thought through the implications eschatologically, you'll have a tendency to pragmatically begin to operate with mm-hmm. regard to what you know what what we're teaching and what we're saying to people uh, based on biblical worldview in the here and now and how we operate. Uh, that's really good. I want to I want to come back to you, Daryl, no, real I, quick. I want to come back to you, Daryl, yeah. and just and just ask you to connect the dots. So you said we're not theologically educated. What does the theological education have to do with Christians being able to think and act biblically in politics? Yeah, it's really interesting you asked that question because uh, I just published an article on my blog, uh, and I titled it Six Reasons the Church in America is Becoming Increasingly Impotent. And this really flows into the question that you just asked. And I listed, again, just from where I sit, six reasons that I think uh, the church isn't doing a better job. Now, I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to go through all these big theological words that I use in the article. Sure. But I think there is, when you talk about theological education, I think there's a, a picture within the church to think formal education, like seminary. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 yeah, so I'm, I'm talking in much more of a generic, uh, since when we talk about education, I'm talking about uh, Christians becoming better students of the word just through their own, like Virgil just said a second ago, through their own motivation, through their own effort, mm-hmm. through their own desire to know the scriptures more deeply and to know them in such a way as to better understand what the scriptures mean by what they so to say so that we can have a better theological application of the, of the scriptures in our daily lives. So the last thing I'm talking about with respect to theological education, someone going out and pursuing a seminary degree, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Christians becoming more serious about God's word to the extent that they become better students of it. But I do go in depth into in the article that I just mentioned a second ago. You can check it out at my blog site at justthinking.me. I go in, in depth explaining and expository, expanding rather on all six reasons why I think the church is becoming uh, increasingly impotent, with this, especially with respect to a hermeneutical understanding of the scriptures and then how to apply the scriptures uh, to our daily lives. So it seems like we um, we kind of have a biblical literacy problem, just a basic 101 biblical right. literacy problem, but all, yep. also connected to this Virgil, uh, it seems like Christians have also kind of believed this lie that you keep your faith in your house, you keep your faith in your church, and then it's all private. There's a, and then you go out in this neutral public square where everyone just tries to get along, and you don't take your faith into the office, you know, into office with you. Um, what, what, why, right. is, why are Christians believing that lie? Now, I, I think, I think it, both of these two things kind of lean off of one another, right? The idea that we haven't been educated theologically, so. Our thought is that, well, the Bible doesn't have anything to say about the issue of immigration. The Bible doesn't have anything to say about the homeless. The Bible doesn't have anything to say about some of these social political issues. And so what we end up doing as a result, we begin to lean into what the world has to say. That's right. We leave our faith in the four walls of our home. Yeah. Then we go out and look for solutions on the basis of what secular society and culture has to say about it. And in those instances, we're leaning into pragmatism much more than we are the perfect word of God. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. So, so can this, I, can sounds I like something Chuck or Knox might say. say. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, look. Yeah. I think, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I, think, I, think Virgil, I think Virgil raises a great point. It kind of goes back to, to what my concern is with respect to Christians being better students of the word of God. Virgil says that there, you know, there are Christians out there who think that the Bible doesn't speak to these social cultural issues like immigration and abortion. And really it's a simplistic sort of rationale by which they come to that conclusion because they don't see, they'll say, well, I don't see the word immigration in here. Yeah. Or I don't mm-hmm. see the word abortion in here. Right. But well, so see, that's, that's that sort of, um, and, and I don't say this in a condescending way at all. So please hear me on this, but that's the kind of biblical illiteracy that is not being addressed in the church. The Bible speaks to all of those issues, yeah. right. but the average Christian out there has such, such a basic understanding in their hermeneutics that they'll default to that uh, that, that that sort of logic that Virgil alluded right. to a second ago. So if I don't see the specific word in the scripture, right. yeah. then it must not address it. Then I'm left to my own devices. Yeah. That, that's good, Daryl. And that's why um, we baptize our babies. 
<laughs> how do we do it? Okay. Um, okay. So help me with something. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of general talk about how the Bible applies to um, politics, how it applies to uh, understand having a good theological understanding, then applying that to the world. But right now we're in a, we're getting to voting season. We have the whole ramp up with yeah. the Democrat debates that are happening. Woo! I need some aspirin. Um, so right. right now, immigration is a huge topic. How is the how does the Bible speak to immigration, and how is it being speaking to it in contrast to what we're hearing from the Democratic Party, Daryl? You know, Virgil, I did an episode. I don't know, Virgil, was it was it just that one episode, or was it a multi part episode that we did on immigration? I think it was just one. Yeah, several months ago. You know, I think about this immigration issue, and I think it really brings up a broader misunderstanding of what Christianity is about. And, and this is this is for professing Christians as well, that they think that under the banner, right, under the broader banner of God's love, right, that, mm-hmm. that, that love manifests itself in sort of a boundaryless, limitless, uh, lawless, uh, constraintless, lawless, yeah. uh, a love that's open-ended. You know, I thought it's, it's the, a blank check gospel where mm. as if Jesus himself would have just opened the floodgates and just let everyone in without concern of, uh, of, of human nature, of sin nature, and whatnot. And see, that is a that is a basic misunderstanding that's being applied to this immigration issue. So mm-hmm. you get people uh, voicing their emotional opinions based on uh, uh, you know newspaper headlines or, or, or media headlines talking about how bad the conditions are uh, at the border, and that we should just open the border up and let everyone in. But but the scripture doesn't even go there with respect to how we are to treat the sojourner, the stranger uh, in our land. There are parameters by which that Christian love is supposed to operate. And as, as the scripture says, God is not a God of confusion. And when you have an open border uh, 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 construct, you're inviting confusion to the level that you know, uh, none of those concerns can be addressed in a biblical way. So I think that's a fundamental flaw with respect to how many Christians view this immigration issue, they think that the love of God is so open-ended like this, but it's mm-hmm. not. And so, I'd, add to, I'd add to that, it, it, it ignores God's sovereignty and the fact that he's placed the boundaries under which we're to operate and move. It, 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 and what it does is it sets up man as this as the most benevolent of all, as if God, God is ignoring mm-hmm. or does not have benevolence, that we have somehow supersede uh, God, God's graciousness or God's goodness in the way in which we care for people. It's a massive virtue signal. That's a uh, really good. And, and, and related to all that is that, that setting man up as God is related to our whole welfare state. Um, Absolutely. Right. Problem. Right. Which is, is back of a lot of this too. And people flooding over when you can get, you know, f- yeah. free ice cream and free underwear. And I don't know whatever free stuff they're giving out these days, student loans, student loans. Um, but it's, it's, but it, it's all this like this nanny state thing yeah. that I think is a big yeah. setup for all of this too. Yeah. So I, you guys, yeah, show- it, 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 it's like it's, it, in many ways, it's, it's like people are saying, well, okay, well, what God has said no to, I'll just go to the government because the government right. say yes. To so yeah. it's, it's as if altru- altruism is the new salvation. Altruism hmm. is the new soteriology. That's good. Yeah, so, 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 so Christianity, I, I, Christianity is most uh, benevolently and most Christ-like it is most Christ-like, Christ-like state is expressed and exemplified in meeting every person's need to the extent that they have no needs anymore. Hmm. And that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. So, the, but so then you set forth how the the way we're handling immigration is wrong. But how is the pro, what's the proper form then of immigration biblically? What does that look like for us right now? And how practically do, speaking, yeah, practically yeah. speaking, biblically, how do you set forth a true form of immigration? I think the thing, let me just say that real quick verse, and I'll let you jump in on this. I think if you look at scripture, the poor is a quantifiable term. Okay, so unlike we see in contemporary society today, you just can't claim to be poor and then expect someone who has means to meet your needs. Scripture, there is a quantifiable element to being poor. You must demonstrate a legitimate need, first of all. And that that need is not motivated by a desire to take advantage of someone else who may have more than you. And what we see that's being underreported as it relates to this whole immigration issue is that consider how suddenly this problem escalated. 
I mean, come on. I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that there's, to, to, to some degree behind this, there's a, a, a degree of organization, a degree of choreography behind this. Yeah, sure. But in, biblically speaking, every need must be a, 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 a definitive, verifiable need in order for the church to come in and help address. You just can't say, well, I have a need over here. I'm at the border, meet my needs, and then expect that to happen. That's not a biblical uh, construct of the poor, and it's not a biblical mandate for the church to meet that need just by declaring I'm poor. And it's it's also but, not even it's not even the state's job, right? I mean, the, that, that's one of the biggest things here is that the state's job is is to defend us and, and, and from from terrorism and and to keep the to execute justice on criminals. It's not the state's job to actually help the poor. It's the church's job, yeah, and families' jobs, individuals' jobs, right? And and so yeah, the the, the mess just grows. Okay, hold on. You guys got time for another segment? We just hit the end of the segment. You guys got time for another segment? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, got it messed up. All right, more cross politics. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the Democrat debate. We're gonna talk about a bunch of other stuff. More cross politics with Daryl and Virgil from Just Thinking next on Cross Politics. Ooh, yeah, we got some popcorn back there. If you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. By the thousands, parents are saying, "Not with my kid, you don't." and have enrolled their children in private academies, have started to homeschool, have taken advantage of tutorial services, and so forth. However, this growing challenge to secular education has some necessary ramifications in the years to come, for which established evangelical colleges are singularly unprepared. The reasons for this are legion, but all reduced to the embarrassing fact that there's far too much jelly in evangelical. To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at DougWills.com. You're not yelling, Dave. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network with us still. They, they were not afraid. They didn't leave. They didn't hang up. They didn't. Even after the baptism stuff, Dave. Yep. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I was going easy, too. We told you to save that for the end. Virgil Walker and Daryl Harrison from the podcast Just Thinking, which we recommend to you. Check it out and follow these brothers. Um, okay. I don't even know where to start. I've got an idea. We've been watching these Democratic uh, presidential debates, which have been kind of a, or what do we call them, a circus? It's, it's actually a parade for yay Trump. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a yeah, Trump parade. Yeah, they're getting ready just to reelect Trump, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I wanted to ask about was that the second Democratic presidential debate, maybe you guys saw this, um, Kami Harris, I'm sorry, uh, Kamala Harris. You can barely say Kamala Harris criticized, brought up with Joe Biden, criticized him for not supporting the federal busing laws back in the day, which just goes to show you how old Biden is. Uh, and right, right. um and Kami was a little girl and and she was getting bust and she brought the story up and, yeah. and we were talking about this earlier and she was and, hurt and um and biden replied by saying that he thought that was something that local communities um needed to work out and and then and co- it should be a department and, of education and, mandate and harris yep. comes back and says um, no, there are certain things the federal government needs to step in when the states get them wrong. They got to step in and, and fix them. So here's just a really practical question. What should Christians think about the relationship between federal and state authority? What does the Bible say yeah. about that issue? First, take that. Yeah, yeah, I can I can start with that. I, I think, well, two, two things with regard to, to the issue. First, the, with regard to your question, I think I think local authorities should be the ones who make those kinds of decisions. Who are they know their area, their their their, their situation. They should be the ones making decisions about that. Mm. I, I the, the the real issue that I had with with the line of argumentation was it really wasn't designed to solve an issue. It really wasn't designed to raise emotion about the issue of race. It was an issue, it was an attempt by Kamala Harris. To, to insert race, to add emotion, and to distract from what was really what, what, what are really the important issues that we should be discussing uh, in the matter. That's what I thought was the bigger issue. Yeah. Preaching, brother. Yeah. 
so how do you? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Verge. I don't even see where this even this but this question about busing. What relevance does that have today in 2019? Oh, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, what? Come on now. No. What you mean by that, Daryl? What you well, talking it, about? It, it's the, listen, listen. It's the, it's the same issue that was raised in the in the previous debate by Cory Booker when he talked about the fact that lynching. Uh, is it wasn't was an issue because he, he passed it. They passed a lynching bill <laughs> right. in the Senate that blacks won't get lynched. And I'm thinking, like, when does that happen in 2000? Exactly. Yeah, see, well, senor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Virgil, Virgil, you you mentioned that busing or or these kind of situations should be worked out locally. Uh, would you say the same thing for abortion? And and if so, why not? I mean, well, so I, so for I, example, I, you know, should abortion be illegal? Federally, also, and that be applied to the local, um, you know, county. How do you distinguish? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court isn't isn't a place where, where laws are decided, right? That's sure. that's that's the problem with what's going on. It's we've looked at we've looked at whether it's the issue of of, of same sex marriage. We we mm. believe that well, that's the law of the land, right? And 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 what we, what we really need to do is adjudicate these things at lower. And that's what's happening all across the country. They're recognizing state sovereignty and they're saying yeah this is how we should decide what we're going to do and now these issues will be raised to see if they're constitutional at a federal level that's just the nature of how this works okay i gotta ask daryl something daryl help me with something do you think that i mean this is an era that you would be a part of do you think that they should have desegregated the federal government should have desegregated schools I'm just saying that he has wisdom to speak on the topic from the time period that he was in. Hey, man, don't give me no trouble, Virgil. Yeah. Actually, I don't remember that era. But I have, uh, I, you know people from back have, then, I, though, right? Exactly, like my parents. Yeah, I, I would definitely defer to them uh, on that. No, no, that's a great question. You know, see the federal government have stepped in and desegregated schools. Um, I would I would actually have said no to that. My answer would be no to that. That's, <gasps> that's an issue again. I think would be uh, best uh, decided at the local level because again, I think there's a misnomer out there in, in the same way that we talk about right multi ethnic congregations. I think there's a come misnomer on, out on. there that desegregating based on melanin yep. would produce heart change in people, and that's a, that's a, that's a, that is absolutely a a a, a, a mischaracterization of of that sort of uh, uh, effort uh, from from a legislative standpoint, uh, it's like I say. Listen, when it comes to multi-ethnic congregation, let me let me make a comparison if I can. You can sit people of different shades of melanin next to one another under a church roof, but that doesn't mean that in their hearts they're not thinking the same sinful thoughts towards one another that they came in the doors with. Yeah. Now, you would call that from the outside looking in a multi-ethnic congregation, would you not? Mm. In the same way, desegregating and putting a black child next to a white child doesn't mean that anything has changed with respect to the perception of those two children, which should be ultimately the goal. Now, I can understand desegregation from the standpoint of making sure uh, someone who doesn't have an opportunity at a certain degree of quality education that another right. person might have. I can get it from that standpoint, but don't right. ever, don't ever think that uh, multi-ethnicizing a classroom, just like multi-ethnicizing a uh, a pew in a church, is going to result ultimately in what you should be endeavoring to get, and that is heart change, so that they see each other as equal on the Imago Day. That's good. Yeah. I think there's a couple issues um, here that have really helped me kind of sort through this. You know, the difference between sins and crimes. Uh, it's a crime, mm -hmm. you know, to murder someone. Um, is it a sin for me to walk drunk down the street? Um, yeah, it's a sin for me to walk drunk down the street. It's not a crime. It shouldn't be. Um, it's a uh, sin for me to hate my brother, my my black brother. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. should it be a crime? You know, no, no, it it shouldn't. Um, but whenever we look to the government to kind of you know, legislate sins. Yeah. That's where we get into all this, these problems. This gets, this gets right. right back to what Virgil was saying earlier mm -hmm. with the state acting like God. Yeah. yeah. Because, right. Um, right. because if, you know, if, if, if the state is the all benevolent caretaker, mm -hmm. right, we will take everyone just as they are and meet all of their felt needs. Yeah. Then you are by that same token, inviting them into your heart, mm, yeah. which is why you get, right. you get hate crime legislation. 
Oh, yeah. right? is that a theocracy? Right. Yeah, we have a theocracy. No, imagine yeah. We have a theocracy. Yeah, the state is our God. <laughs> right. And so, of course, right. he's going to look into your heart and be like, no, I saw that hatred. I saw the way you looked at your black yeah. brother, Gabe. Yeah. And I'm going to solve this by making you guys sit next to each other. And, and, Reparations. And then, and then it goes back to the soteriology thing that he yeah. was saying yeah. earlier, too. It's right. like, we're going to save right. you all by forcing right. you to sit together. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Si, senor. Right. The thing is, we want, we, the government, the government, Act more like God to the extent that we want the government to act more like God. That's true, and that's what's happening. Yeah. We want that's, the government to right. act more like God. That's right, because we, we, want that. we don't trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. Bingo, oh, bingo. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't trust. It's like Virgil was saying earlier. We don't trust that God is sovereign over our lives. <laughs> we there's there, there, somehow, and this is within the church as well. Yeah, somehow we've adopted this definition of Christianity that it equates to an egalitarian state, that not only should we have all have the same opportunity, but we now should all have the same outcome. Yeah. This, this, is, this is unbelievable that the church has adopted this mindset with respect to how it defines Christianity. It's all rooted in our, 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 our not trusting in a sovereign God Ooh. who oversees every aspect of his universe. Preach, preacher! Oh, man. I think right. this goes back to Daryl's point at the beginning, actually, that we don't know the Bible, mm. and we don't we, right, we don't believe that that God actually addresses all our needs. You're trying to get one of these, too. I, I, I am, I am. And, and so we don't, we don't study the Bible, we don't know that the Bible speaks to all mm-hmm, these things, mm-hmm. and, the, and I think Virgil mm-hmm. said this, too. He said we leave a vacuum. Yeah. And because we mm-hmm. don't know that God speaks to these things, that God would would save us, that God would help us in these mm-hmm. things, we mm-hmm. look to another Savior, mm-hmm. we look to another God, mm-hmm. and pragmatism mm-hmm. fills the vacuum. I be seeing some good stuff, don't I? Right. I be seeing some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Virgil. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so uh, Virgil, are you going to be voting for Trump this next go round? Oh, message. I, yeah. Oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. That that's a good question. You know what? I I've, I've thought through that. I'm still thinking through that. I did not vote for Trump the first time around, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, and, and uh, I've, I've made that clear on our on our podcast. Um, I didn't feel like he met the met the standards by which I'd, I'd make that make that decision. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen I've had an opportunity now to see how he's going to govern, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to see that there are more things that are in favor of a biblical worldview than are not. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I, I'd say yeah, I'm inclined to I'm inclined to double down and vote for Trump this go around, Daryl. Yeah, I'll be supporting Trump this go around. Okay. I will. Wow. Yeah. So, 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 what? Why are we asking all the black folks? <laughs> because we're the minority. <laughs> we're the minorities. So oh. <laughs> y'all credit score don't got that bad. Huh? <laughs> you the minority. Uh, yeah, you know. Nah, you, see, you see, nah, you see how they did that? Here, yeah. here, here they they were the majority and they were running it. The, the script got flipped. And now we the majority, but they still run a big city because they're now the <laughs> just, just like white folks, right? Oh, it don't matter. Honestly, as even a Christian, I don't think I have a choice. I really don't think I have a choice but to vote for Trump. Oh, really? I really don't think so. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at first, I, like, I was like, Virgil. I think you do. I, I mean, I really don't think so. I really don't think so. This is well. You got, you got issues of states. I mean, you still got elect- sure. So my, my so, state's going to vote for so Trump. long as we have the electoral college, which sure. you know, who knows? My, but, st- <laughs> uh, my state's going to. But I, I don't. Idaho's going to vote for Trump. So your so I, your I'm vote's taken. Yeah. So, but, but honestly, looking at the way the game has been set up, I think I've been judging the whole spectrum on different in a different categories than what is actually happening. What do you mean? So right now, it's like okay, I can look at Trump and I can level out a array of reasons why I shouldn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. Um, adultery, you know, yeah. all that stuff, and then, yeah. and, but yet, that's not the question that we actually are facing in the situation. If you looked at the right. Democrat debate, it is about to break. The dam is about to break, right. and that worldview is about to permeate in America. Somebody said on Twitter, or I don't know, Facebook, or something that just said, "If you want to see um, why Christians should vote for Trump, and, and and the fact that he's been so successful and effective yeah. for Christ, the Christian worldview." Just watch the Democrat yeah, debate. The, the, mm. So we're asking the wrong question. The question isn't, do I want to support Trump? The question is, which demon do I want to fight? And if I have to fight a bad right. guy, I don't. That dam that's about to break, I yeah. don't think I can actually hold it up against that one. Yeah. I feel like in Trump, I can pull him by a few things. Yeah. I can pull him. Right. You said this. This is on my tent. Yeah. I can pull you, but I can fight with him in a way right. that I can get him to maneuver or get things to go the way that I want them to go so that we can hold up and continue to preach the gospel 
and yeah. be a company, uh, be a country that allows for capitalism to reign. Yeah. So if we get the other side of that, we're done. Now, yeah. No, right. that's, that's good. So yeah, and that was, that was the same. That was the same logic I applied in voting for Trump in uh, 2016 uh, with respect to Hillary. Uh, you know, there were there okay. were. I thought that if Hillary got in the office, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Now. I say that obviously knowing that God is sovereign over every outcome. Yeah, Amen. Right, right, right. Amen. Right. But but here 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 is somebody in Hillary Clinton who was blatantly unbiblical in her worldview. There yeah. was no question about it. that was an yeah. unarguable fact. Mm-hmm. So again, I like how you put that, brother. It was like which demon do I want to fight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh in in, in Trump, he, he was he was the lesser demon, if you will. Mm. Sure. He was the lesser demon. But I had seen evidence uh, over several years of, of, of Hillary Clinton's just dog, doggedness and being blatantly arrogant against the principles of God's word. And there was no way she mm. was going to get my vote. Absolutely yeah. right not. Now, now Daryl. And, and, for, and for me, it was, diff, it was difficult for me to even know where Trump really stood. Sure, sure absolutely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, I, I, I had no idea how he was Well, I don't think any of us. Now that I do. No, none, no, no, no. none of us voted for Trump but, but the first I knew, time. I knew how Hillary. I knew yeah. how Hillary was going to go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Now, Daryl, before we actually start recording, you had this one line that I wanted to follow up with you on. You said watching the Democratic debate, um, you said it was just like the last couple of elections, and the Democrats yeah. are not actually addressing any of the issues that face the black community. What oh, did, right. What do you mean right. by yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Daryl. What, what did you mean by that? <laughs> well, if you, you reflect. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look back, you you, you look back. I, I just saw this sort of um, the um, Obama's uh, two terms just being revisited, just re- replayed out in our minds. And I don't think black voters out there they're totally oblivious to it. From what I could gather from the Democrat Democratic debate on social media, because I did not watch them. Sure. Every concern, every response was either related to immigration, immigration rather, which usually uh, benefits Hispanics. But then there was the um, abortion lobby. And then there's the uh, LGBT lobby. So again, mm-hmm. here we go again, just like it was in 08 and 2012, quote unquote, black issues were totally ignored. And yet you're probably going to have 94, 95% of black voters come out there and vote for whoever from among that group ends up being the Democrat nominee. And I said this on Twitter this morning, that they're going to vote for that person, not on the merits of their ideas. Okay, so in other words, yeah. they're not even concerned that I didn't hear them discuss anything that's of concern to me. They're going to vote for that candidate for the sole reason that their last name is not Trump. Okay, and then they're uh, going to end up hurting themselves yep. yet again. Their taxes are going to go up. Yep. Oh. They won't get school choice. They're they're going to be uh, a burden uh, having to pay the uh, the price of uh, of uh, higher employment because they're going to be illegal immigrants in this nation taking their job. It's, and it's a waterfall effect. So, so Daryl, you just named a few of them, but are those all the issues that are com- important to black voters? What are the issues that are important to black voters? I would think, I would hopefully, uh, number one, first of all, I would, well, for me, let me just speak from where I'm sitting. Yeah, let me, let me, go ahead, go man. Speak for bit. all black people everywhere at every time. He actually brings up a great point because to answer that question, you have to start with uh, black people needing to sort of uh, dispose themselves of this sort of tribalist obligation. Absolutely. They think that they they walk into the voting booth and they're voting on behalf of the black community. I have to do what's right for us. No, you have to do what's right for you. You have to do what's right right, right for you. That's why your one vote counts. Okay. My, My rationale, my primary rationale for supporting Trump in 2016 was because I wanted my taxes lower. Yeah, I want to right. keep more of the money that I earned. That's a practical, <laughs> biblical rationale. Amen. So when you ask me the question, you know, what issues are relevant to black voters, you know, I can't answer that question because I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt to black people as individuals first yeah. and not some collective voting block. Yeah, that's kind of right? like, yeah, kinda like white people, too. At the, at the, you determine what's interesting. <laughs> At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what's happened culturally is we've bought into the idea of of tribalism. I see the idea of the collective. Mm. So we either become collective victims, right, or collective victors if the right person gets into office. Because the savior won't be God; it'll be it'll be government. Mm. Whoever got into office oh, to yeah. take care of, of of our of our felt needs. That's the biggest 
part of the problem. With responding to the question, we, we have to start with a biblical anthropology, all created in the image of God, all deserving of the same value, dignity, and worth. There's one race which is human, and that we are multiple ethnicities, but all of us have the same need of A, a savior, and then B, with regard to, to government, the protections and things that you guys mentioned earlier at the top of, uh, at the, top of the show. I'll, I'll, simply, I'll simply add this. The, 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 the party feels like they've got black folks covered. They have been duped, bamboozled, run amok, mm. led astray, all of those things based upon reparations. Uh. So if you notice, the, the last, the, the, the two weeks prior to uh, any of the uh, uh, any of the debates, they ran the gamut on the issue of reparations. They, they figured they've got the entire country of black folk uh. in an uproar looking forward to reparations. We've fallen for that okey-doke. So they can oh. move on to pandering to other groups of people right. in their selective tribe. Wow! Well, and this is, and this yeah, is see, see, the one. The one. The one thing. The one thing I would just remind voters out there. I don't care if you're, regardless of your ethnicity. Okay, saviors aren't elected. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> saviors aren't elected. All right, where's that hammer? Where's that hammer? That's this right. Amen. 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 They, 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 see, from from what I've from what I've learned over the years with respect to black voters, the majority of them, all you need to do is promise something. You don't need to deliver on the promise. Uh-oh. You just need to promise something. Now, this, is, this has been the case ever since 40 Acres and a Mule. Okay, we're talking 1860s yeah. up through the 1960s. Just promise me this and you have my vote. You don't need to follow through. Yeah. This is exactly yeah. what Obama did in 20, uh, 2008 and 2012. He mm. made those promises knowing that he would not have to fulfill them and he did. That's right. Yeah. The unfortunate but, thing though is, is that's true for mo- like everybody. everybody. Most, most and, politicians. And, yeah. and, and, it doesn't matter. I said, regard, the, I said regardless of ethnicity. Yeah, no matter right. what, how much melanin people got in their skin, they're still selfish descendants of Adam yeah. who want, who want free stuff for nothing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they want yeah. the government to yeah. take care of them. And this is, this, yeah. this is the root of all but, of it. But so, this is, this is, I'd like yeah. to add here John that. Tell them we have a show right now. Decline that. All right. Um, so, yeah, I should invite him in, huh? <laughs> hey. Um, you know, but this is how socialism works. They want to put, um, they want to make classes out of people. They want to put right. people in right. boxes so they can manipulate and maneuver for the vote. It's yeah. interesting to watch how the Democratic Party continues to pander the identity to the politics. minority identity politics. They're yeah. pandering to. You know, the 2% of LGBT community. Right. They're pandering to the minority black people. They're pandering to the minority women. And they're building all their arguments off these boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's moving us. It's working. Right. To the extent that we actually find our identities in those boxes. That's right. Then we are manipulatable. That's right. Whereas I think this goes right back to what Virgil was saying a minute ago, which is... um, that you know we need that's why christians need to find their identity in, in, the, in the image of god Amen. and in christ right. yep. and that makes right. you actually more um you're less manipulatable that's right um, because you know right. who you are and you yep. have a standard to and govern you have a standard and you have a savior and as we build christian communities in local areas yeah that becomes a community that is not manipulatable that's right, right. it becomes a Which community is, that's it's, not it's, it's all, go ahead it's also colossus three issue Set your mind on things above, yeah. not on things yeah. on this earth. Right. It's also that, that's where it starts. Yes. Well, and so we, we, we've got this. Yeah. Go ahead. And I was going to say, so practically, as we build Christian community, all of a sudden you're you're homeschooling your kids, or you're putting them in Christian schools, and dad is working, and mom is home, and you're creating this whole lifestyle that's not dependent on 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 government, right. God, or Savior. Right. Right. And and, and that's right. what actually, but that's why we. That's why Christians are a threat to collectivism, and that's that's why mothers right. are a threat yeah. to collectivism. Motherhood, right? a, a mom who stays home and yeah. has children and sh- trains them up in the nurture right. and admonition of the Lord is fighting statism. The government hates that, right. and, and that's why they that's why they mock it. That's yep. why they, they they talk about you know women's rights as being the right to murder your babies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they they hate the family. Yep. They hate the church. That's why they're coming after it mm-hmm. because they know that that's the threat. And if you're participating in gay pride parades, you're the old ultimate person that's manipulatable you're the ultimate category that's manipulatable yeah and we're sitting here we're trying to raise our kids in nurture and admonition of the lord and that's a a generations that it's going to come up they're offering you they're, can't they're fight. offering uniforms you this is statism right. just offering you that's uniforms right. so that you can play for their team yeah yeah stay out of yeah. it yeah, y'all done? Yeah. hey chuck knox you said a lot of great stuff yeah, today you know. man <laughs> um, so th- yeah we gotta we gotta wrap this show up because i just ran out of beer and um 
No offense, but you're, you're, you're uh, <laughs> oh man. But but listen, here here's one thing I want to leave with this. We're about to go vote, and I think a lot of our talking has been to people who are in line with us and who agree with us or who are close to us. I want you to take these closing moments, Daryl and Virgil, and I want you to talk to people who are not in line with us as it relates to our politics and to our worldview and assume they're about to go into the voting booth and vote. And I want you just kind of to speak to them on, on that issue. Virgil, go ahead and go first. And then Daryl, after that, you can follow. Man, I'd, I'd, I'd start with the fact that from a standpoint of worldview, uh, from a standpoint of all these ideas, what the, what, what the, the culture has done is, is they've preached a message. Uh, they've preached a particular message to you with regard to how you should believe and what you should believe and how things are to operate in the world. And the reality is none of what they're telling you makes sense apart from your understanding of who you are and where you are in the world. We indeed are sinners in need of a Savior, right? The Holy God has come in the person and work of Jesus Christ, died on a cross, and has given us an opportunity to repent of sin and place our full faith and trust in Him. That is the only message of all the messages that you hear from candidates that will truly change your life. Mm. And that would be the message that you need to hear, bowing the knee mm. to the Savior who's died on the cross and giving you the opportunity not to receive a temporal gift, a freebie in this world, mm. but to receive that which matters in eternity. And that yes. is eternal life. Yes, preach, preacher. Yeah, go ahead and bring Man, us on. I, I don't even know if I need to. I don't even know if I need to follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I would just remind folks that the God of the Bible, that government, is His idea. Yeah. Mm, come government on now. is God's idea. The government is not man's idea. We see that in Romans 13. Mm, so yeah. the only obligation you have when you walk into the voting booth is to the God whose idea come of on, government man. in the first place. Yeah. As I said before, saviors aren't elected. So yeah. if you have that high a view of any individual, that they have the power, the capacity, the ability to bring a certain degree of quote-unquote salvation to your existence here on earth and your focus is in the wrong place Peter says in 2 Peter 3.13 that according to his promise we that is believers are looking to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells understand that you will never have the degree of salvation the degree of strife free uh, uh, problem free crisis free life in this life but even so, God, who is sovereign over this entire universe, of whom Dr. R.C. Sproul once said, there is not a maverick molecule out there that escapes his eye. Yeah. He has his eye on you as he has his eye on every sparrow. And he sees them, and he will provide for you regardless of what your life situation is. Trust in him. Take a biblical worldview into the voting booth with you. And vote accordingly. That's good. Amen. Daryl Bernard Harrison, Virgil Walker, Just Thinking Podcast. Love to have you guys back. Man, why did you use my middle name, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I just bust you? Oh, oh, there goes the rest. Better, of- we better roll the camera. All right, thank you for being here. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Uh, <laughs> hey, bro. Was I not supposed to use your middle name? I didn't know. They didn't tell no, me. No, you good, bro. Oh, okay. Am I going to get jumped after the show? You never use my middle name. I don't, but it was. it's in his writing. It's a, All right. Hey. Uh, <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have some kids. If you have kids, don't name them Bernard. Um, <laughs> Go baptize them. <laughs> Go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.